welcome to Channel Massive Legends number six, where tonight we'll talk about uh, the new um, pet class champion, uh, Yorick, and we'll also talk about who we've been playing the last few weeks, swapping around each other's mains. Um, we'll get into a discussion on some of the new art direction, as well as discuss this gigantic packs that came along with the new champion, and then we'll talk about our homework. So, guys, how are y'all doing tonight? Hello. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I am well. How are you? I have been lobotomized <laughs> by playing Malphite. It was too much oh, for me. not that bad. Explain, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm I'm better now that the last two weeks are done playing the champion I was playing. Yeah. Oh, oh. We'll get into that in a minute. So. Yeah. Sounds like now everyone is happy. I'm doing good. Thank you. <laughs> right I'm on. excited to talk about all the things we got going on in this episode, particularly the art direction issue because it's one that it's one of my favorite chestnuts that I like to trot out whenever I talk about. League of Legends. Well, I mean, I think we're all in agreement that the initial art um, was rudimentary. I guess is probably the best way of putting it. I mean, you know, I mean, it was uh, it was pretty pretty basic. I would think it was blurry. There's often no background. You know what it kind of reminded me of? It was like uh, someone whose primary job was doing sidewalk chart art. <laughs> I mean, that's what it looked like to me. You it, know? It like, is. Hey, that would have been that would have been something very it. cool if somebody had taken some chalk and did it on the side of the road. <laughs> the what? side of the road. I mean, you start looking at it. I mean, especially like some of the worst ones. Thankfully, the worst ones they've now at least addressed. But some of them, not all of them. Well, I mean, you could probably argue Sivir's original one and Morgana's original one were pretty rough. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, now, Tarek's original one was pretty bad, too. The odd thing is, is I was I was curious. I wanted to get your take on this, Noah. Have you noticed some of the new art is the same artist? It's got to be the same artist because it's so close to the same style. Yeah, like the revised Tarek one is just as bad as the original Tarek. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, he added more detail to the picture, but it's like, okay, this is the same crap that he had before. <laughs> it's it's really something that didn't become clear to me of how much of an impact. And granted, I, I I'm really big on artistic design. Not that I could even do something sidewalk art style. I mean, I couldn't do any of the art that's used for the character portraits. So these people, it's, I'm not trying to say they are completely untalented. They're, they do stuff that I can't do. So I'm not trying to claim that I could do it better. But I definitely have an opinion whereas of how the quality of artistic design can impact your, appreciate, your appreciation of a game. Yeah, and, I would. Now, I would argue, I'm not saying that they're not... They do not have some artistic talent. Yeah. I'm just saying it could be better. <laughs> yeah, and what really and drove I don't have to be an artist to say that. <laughs> yeah, and what really drove the point home for me, and I can't believe that I neglected this for so long because 
for some of you who are big League of Legends fans, you might have known this since seen these since November, December. But with the game rolling out in China, thanks to Tencent, uh, China, the Chinese arm of Riot Games or whatever it is that's the whoever's putting it out there, has recognized that the art design, particularly the character portraits, is less than premium, and have been redoing all of the character portraits. And you may hear that and think, oh, yeah, so they're basically making them all look anime-styled, which in some cases is a little bit true, but overall, I would say it's just a more appealing, more polished, more professional, more interesting art style. And a perfect example of this is Tarek, who looks badass and cool. And mm-hmm. his Chinese artwork, he actually looks like a character like, oh, wow, I'd actually want to play that character. And even Ezreal, despite another horrible, effeminate, crappy design, looks even better in the Chinese artwork. And the so a lot of the male characters look better. The Blitzcrank has, I think, his default because the Chinese artwork people have been redoing not only the main portraits, but also the skin portraits. I think the main Blitzcrank portrait has him crouched in a nighttime alleyway and there's rain coming down and hitting them hitting the metal of, of his suit and it's just like wow it just it's it's got so much more emotion it looks like something that i would have gotten out of a marvel or dc comics artist and that's that might be a little bit getting carried away but it just looks so much more better and i just feel like if the whole game was draped in that kind of artistic vision it would be even more appealing to more people and it would make existing people who play the game even more excited and proud of the game they play because well, yeah, I mean Cassidy, um, you know they redid him here recently, and it wasn't a huge change. But you look at him now and you go, that dude's spooky looking. And before it was just like, what is he a scuba diver? What's that? <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Um, yeah. The the two the the one thing um, you know they re- just redid Morgana. That was probably the one of the worst ones from the original, so I'm finally glad they readdressed it. The only thing I, uh, they made her a little too sexy, I think. No. <laughs> one. But the other, the other thing is, is she, it, it looks almost exactly like her, I, I guess it would be her dread version. Um, you know, cause we have the dread knight Garen and the dread, uh, Naeus. Um, you know, she, she, her dread skin and her, you know, like classic portrait or whatever you want to call it. Those two are almost, you know, they're almost too similar to me. But I do think like the Asian style, the the where I see it the most is in the, oh, I don't know what the name of the race of the little blue creatures that Tristana is and all of them. But yeah. I see it more in those art design than I do in like the the main character designs. What do you mean? Like the like Rumble. What it's, do you mean? That's a much more of an Asian feel oh. art. You know, the I can't remember the name of the blue creature race that those folks uh, are, but the Yordles. Yeah, your yeah. that they to me you get a much more Asian feel from that art than you do from say like and what's interesting, you know, even those have been redone and they look even better. And what confuses me, and, and I, I think it's got to be awkward for Riot, is because Riot has two primary artists. They have this West guy who's been their original artist and who's done most of the blurry artwork. 
And if you look at his portfolio site, he's done all these beautiful landscape paintings, and that's what really his mm-hmm. art style mm-hmm. is suited for. It's not really good for uh character portraits which is what he's doing he's good for environments and and wasn't he one of the like original team like part of the the group that came over from dota the dota i'm not sure about that but since then uh i think four or five months ago they hired a girl from canada or somewhere else who did a beautiful watercolor fan portrait of misfortune that's just like it's gorgeous it's like wow they should sell that i I mean it, it would really work as a print and she's done some of the, a lot of, she's done several of the redos of the character portraits. And she's good too. She's better than the main guy. But th- the thing is, is, like the Chinese artwork, they throw it in as like a picture for, they, that's where I think, um, the, some of the loading screen artwork comes from there, or the, the login screen. Uh, and I think there's a promotional, image that shows like gangplank looking way cooler than he ever has and Janna. Well, gangplank's original needs some needs yeah, some help. But th- that's what's interesting is that Riot has to know that this artwork coming from Ch- that's from China is excellent. And so they use it in little one-off sections to of of their materials, but they won't override their main artists because they're like, well, these are the people that we hired and I don't know if they're trying to be too sensitive about those people's jobs and their work. But it's just, it's frustrating because I feel like if they just overhauled it with the Chinese artwork, it would be really appealing. Now, if you go on the forums, you will see, you will see people for one reason or another. It's like, I hate the Chinese artwork, blah, 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 anime style. It just sucks. It's Chinese. You know, it's like, it's almost kind of like ra- irrational arguments. And granted, your appreciation of an art style is purely subjective. But then there's also people like me who just say Chinese artwork all the way. It, 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 nine times out of ten, it's a huge improvement. And I wish that Riot could use that, and maybe that would be a, a nice Season 2 surprise. But until then, if you really like it, you can update your client to overwrite the art files on our computer with the Chinese versions. And you can see them personally, and it may make the game even better for you that way. Huh. Until then, we're stuck with the same two artists they got. So you're not a big talented, but yeah. You're not a big fan of the Bob Rass uh, Joy of Painting stuff that we're we're seeing right now. <laughs> no, the happy with trees the, with the big big hair and all that. <laughs> that's seventies Manfro. Yeah, yeah. Good... <laughs> that guy was the bomb, and now <laughs> to think that he's you know working hitting for, the bong working while for writing. <laughs> I like trees. Do you like happy trees? trees. Happy. happy tree over here. Water makes me happy. I do at least appreciate that they have uh, the worst of the art has at least looked like it's been addressed. Yeah, to me, it seems going on. It does seem like it would be a very opportune moment to do it, as especially a lot of the original characters. They have a low res polygon default skin mm-hmm. compared to some of the newer skins, like the actual. The actual, you know, the avatar in the game yeah. while you're playing, the newer the newer Character uh, champions have a higher poly count. To me, it would just it, it just seems like an opportune moment, Redes- you know, basically re-render those those avatar, you know, the poly count on the original ones, and then update the artwork at the same time and kind of release it as a, you know, as a the new vision. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just, it seems like it's just so easy to kind of, um, it's like repainting your house. It's a fresh coat of paint. It's not like you have a different house, but 
you just make it look nicer. I mean, well, and the disadvantage to that Chinese artwork is that in some cases, it, so many artistic liberties are taken that it's like, yeah, Tarek looks like a badass, but his in-game model still looks like the original artwork, so it's it's still disjointed. So you're right, Scott. If they did an overhaul from top to bottom for for character portraits as well as game models, which they're supposed to be doing an update to the graphics engine, be a perfect time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, totally true. Well, I, I I would say we're probably all in agreement that they should uh, they should continue with in, improving the art because I mean I'm not saying that the original was bad, but it can be improved by a lot. So yeah, and I th- I think overall we're probably the majority. I don't I mean there may be a few nostalgic original fans that you know don't want it to ever change or whatever, but. I think I'm with you. Everything I've seen has been an improvement. I haven't seen anything and going, oh, wow, why did they redo that? You know, yeah. everything has been an improvement, everything I've seen. So. Well, we'll be back here in just a moment. And we'll talk about how we swapped around each other's main characters, and we'll see how much fun that was. Wife we'll swapping. This- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as as we went to break, I've got new information. We actually have listener mail. I want to thank the Wolf Brothers for, for mailing in not one but two messages to us. And Noah has been so kind to forward those on. And <laughs> Sorry, Noah, I thought that Scott was on the distributions. So. Ah, well, you know, um, yeah. So anyway, Noah, what's the first one? Okay, so our two emails are from Sean. And Sean wrote in first of all. Hey guys, first off, I love your League of Legends podcast. I listened to some others like 25 Minutes to Surrender, but those seem to take the game more seriously than I have time for. There has to be a place for us working stiffs who are only able to get in a game or two a day, if we're lucky, and are just looking to have some fun instead of working on our ELO. My question is, have you guys put much thought into the kinds of champions you would like to see? On the bus the other day, I was thinking about a champ who was able to burrow underground, and another who could pick up minions and chuck them at people dealing a percentage of the minion's health for damage. I would love to hear your ideas. Cheers, Sean. P.S. Demacia! <laughs> I personally like both of those ideas. Those are super <laughs> awesome ideas. Yeah, no doubt. I would like one, like a mind control champion that could take over the opposing minions. Oh, that'd like be awesome. Making, you know, kind of like you know, mesmerize them or whatever you want to call it, but would allow them to kind of convert and turn on the other team. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I'm I'm with him though. I've I've listened to a couple other League of Legends podcasts. It's and I mean early on especially when we when we first started getting into the game and it was just like, you know, I'm my goal is just to maintain the same amount of wins that I have losses and just have fun while I'm playing. I don't I'm I'm never going to try to enter some tournament and win $100,000 or anything like that. I'm just playing a game. Right. I I mean, I think all of us are in the same boat in that we, as much as I would love to be able to spend 20 hours a day playing League of Legends, I just don't have that kind of free time. So Yeah, yeah. It would be cool, but uh, you just got to deal with reality sometimes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do like the uh, his underground idea is is pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. That I think that would be, you know, because it could almost work like a flash. Yeah, yeah, oh, that'd be really. It'll let cool. you go under yeah, walls under instead walls. of over and yeah. and that kind of stuff. That'd be really really sweet. Well, Mark, um, we actually had two mails from Sean, so what did he have to tell us in the second one? All right. <clears throat> he said, hey, guys, you asked for comments on the tribunal, so I thought I would give you mine. I haven't used it yet. I'm a measly level 17 summoner. I'm sure he's higher than that now. But uh, anyway, but think that it would be cool to hear some testimonials of those who were punished by it. This seems like it would be tough to find, although, as I'm sure those people have crawled into a dark hole of shame for some time. <laughs> Probably. I guess, more realistically, it would be cool to see statistics on how many people have been punished, and even punished multiple times with the increasing penalties, and in what way. One interesting thought I've always had there is if Riot would ever get any backlash from people being upset about being unjustly judged. Lastly, Noah asked a question about what other areas we would like to see the system implemented. This could be a bit too brave new worldly, but it would be cool if somehow they were able to implement this system with driving on the road. <laughs> like a button you pressed, like a button you pressed that took a picture of those around you so that when you got home, you could report someone by license plate number, and if a bunch of people report that dude for being a DB, which probably means douchebag, then he has to go wait at the DMV for an hour to simply give an apology as punishment. Cheers, Sean. I I love that idea. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> so freaking cool. There's so many times when I wish I could use functionality like that. <laughs> I wish that the buttons on my steering wheel would launch like smoke screens and torpedoes and electromagnetic oh, yeah. discharges. Oh. But even Why? just to be able to turn people in, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I really have been. I mean, I I won't say every day, but I mean, I've probably gone through several hundred tribunal cases now because i i mean it doesn't take very long to get your 10 for the day and a lot of times you know if somebody's a real asshat i'm jotting their name down and putting them on the ignore list so i don't ever get grouped with them Mm -hmm. um what i have found though recently is there's been several more that i've you know, there's been some doubt there. It hasn't been so, I mean, the first one, the first few weeks, I mean, it was just like, oh, you know, force the guy to uninstall the game. I mean, that's the level of how crap some of them were. Right. And now, but to hear recently, some of what I've seen is like, oh, okay, I've got to read the context of what, the, you know, what he said versus his score versus what he did. And, I mean, you end up where you get the, you know, the one report out of a team of eight, you know, you got ten people in the game, one's reporting him bad, there's no negative comments, it's like, okay, and he's been reported in three different games in two months. It's like, uh, oh, you know, there's been, a, there's been some several that I've, I've actually voted to pardon here lately, so. Um, it does seem like it's still taking them a fair amount of time to, um, to process. Cause, I mean, I vote on a lot, and, I may have only gotten three or four ma- emails, maybe on, you know, for influence point promotion because I've I've scored. I mean, I can't be scoring wrong that many times. So, I mean, I would think most people go through and just punish, 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 punish. You know, so yeah, um, I think that happens. I do think that they they're not just oh majority said this, boom, you got a three day suspension or whatever it happens to be. I really do think they put some time into it. 
I would say it's probably the best implementation I've seen in pretty much any online game for um, community policing of itself. True. I, I have a few comments on it. I'm. I think I'm 150 points away from level 30, so soon I shall be able to enjoy the sweet, sweet nectar of punishing and judging people that you guys have enjoyed for <laughs> it, is, it is. It is very nice. But there, while I can't say that the quality of people I'm playing with has improved, there's definitely been a change in the behavior. First of all, one of the most common things I've seen, especially just in this last week when I was playing, is people are a lot quicker to say in the game, I'm going to report this person, or they'll say, or they'll say, everybody, please report this person, or I'm going to report you. And then those people responding like, I've been reported a million times. Nothing ever happens. I'm not scared of that. And you know what? Go ahead and report me. I don't care. And I'm thinking, wow, you guys are going to get your butts kicked if this actually ever does go through to the tribunal. Oh, exactly, yeah. But it's just like people are like, they're flaunting the system now. They're like, I don't care about your stupid tribunal. It's a joke. Go ahead and report me. I dare you. Why don't you report me? Please report So they're being really smart, Alex. Right. And then I, I, anytime I see that, I report them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, wish granted. Um, the next thing I noticed is I saw several threads in the general discussion of people being really upset that they're getting banned temporarily and they're not being told why the tribunal judged them to be banned. They're not being told, okay, you were reported for offensive language and that's why you're being banned. They're just saying you violated the terms of service and there's people getting really upset. They're like, you know, this is great that you're doing a punishment system, but I'll never know how I'm supposed to change my behavior or improve my behavior to keep from being banned. If you can't tell me why I was banned and I think that's a really significant hmm. short sight. And one of the riot staffers who responded, he's like, well, I'm not on the tribunal team, but I assure you that we do still, re- uh, we manually review every single person who has an overwhelming vote of being punished before we actually enact the penalty. And you should be getting told why you were punished. I'm not sure why. So it seems like there's some not knowing what the right hand, not knowing what the left hand's doing. And I, I really think it should be a default part of the email that you get like, okay, you're being banned for five days because of this. And people shouldn't be having to raise a ruckus on the forums. It's, it seems like a big oversight in the process. So and, I'm wondering too, you know, how often is that really, you know, if you're a true asshat and you go you in every game know. and dog everybody, don't, and you get banned for it. It's like, you know, are you just trolling because you know, I'm, I'm a perfectly good community well, be- player, I think and like that, it's it's good. But you've also brought up that there's more ambiguity and grayness in the, the case here recently, that. like the last few days. Yeah, I mean, the first two weeks, I mean, you know, seven of the ten people in the game report them for, and they've got fourteen different hits in fifteen days. It's like, okay, yeah, you need to be banned. But I mean, you know, there's been a couple where, I mean, I had one that had one report. One. One game. Yeah, well, what I, what I, think, I was like, why is he even up on the tribunal at one report? Right. You know, one one game. Sense. Now, granted, it was three people within the game, but well, and it was... You reported for unskilled player. That's one of the reasons. Well, sure. Just, and sure, you can that. also be reported for intentionally feeding. And I bring this up because we've been doing our homework assignments. And it's like, people are bitching me up and down. Because they're like, God, you suck, da-da-da-da-da. And then they're talking about to the enemy team, like, 
man, that Tristana sucks, blah, 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 blah. They've totally fed. And it's like even after I've told them, like, look, guys, I am new to this character. It doesn't matter. And so they, like, they build this whole case that I am intentionally feeding or I'm an unskilled player or when I'm... I chose to play this character so I could get better at it and have played games in the co-op versus AI, but it, it puts gamers in an awkward position that they're going to get punished when they shouldn't be getting punished because you can select reasons like, oh, well, I think you're an unskilled player. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. well, and I, you know, now I will say this, in the tribunal, I've seen that no, no one, you know, you, you kind of get the, you know, you have that drop-down of options when you report a player. I haven't seen any that said unskilled play. Now, I've seen intentional feeding, and most of the time you can look at the score and it's like, okay, he had a 4-8 and a 17 in a 51-minute game. Yeah. Okay, he had eight deaths in 51 minutes. That's not feeding. No. I don't care if it was eight in a row. It's not feeding. No. I mean, you know, it, you can you can pretty much tell from that stuff. And most of the time, I mean, I'm like you. You know, there's been times where we've played characters where because we're intentionally sort of on you know, a report on them, not so much because we like to play them. And I just make sure I'm not combative about it. I'm not trying to talk up my skills when I'm not. I'm saying things like, you know, hey, learning the character. You yeah, know, sorry. I, I, I'm apologetic about it. Yeah. You know, it's not my intention. You know, those type of things. <coughs> and for the most part, you know, people tend to, I mean, they're not happy about it, but they're not, you know, the whole calling for my report and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I don't get that ever. Right. But, well, um, what's the other final interesting thing I've noticed in the behavior is that because this tribunal system doesn't include a video of the game, and it was funny because I was playing one where everybody was against this one player on our team, and somebody's like, I'm going to also send the video of this game into the tribunal. I'm like, can you do that? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But I've noticed that people who are acutely aware that the main evidence in tribunals is the overall score and the text dialogue. So we had this guy who was on my team and he was really angry at several of us for, Oh my God, it's like, there's only two of us playing and there's five of us. And so you and this other person have been totally feeding. And then they're going around the map trying to tower dive and solo attack things and they're getting killed. And then the dialogue, they put things like dot, dot, dot. Which, if you're just reading the dialogue, you might assume that one of these crap players that this person that hates you has reported um, is is standing next to him and then is responsible for this person's death. Because the dialogue suggests that it's like, where were you? Why didn't you help me? When this dude is doing it to himself. And it's, it's a creepy and obnoxious technique that is starting to tick me off because I can tell that people are like, okay, I've been totally ragging on everybody. So... Now I'm going to, and I, we had somebody who deliberately, he yelled at all of us five minutes in, quit. <laughs> and then he came back for the last 15 minutes of the game and said, Aww. Oh, I don't, don't want to report that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay in the base, you know, I'd report that, which I, I did report him. And he like, he, he threw a hissy fit and clearly went AFK. And then he came back and he's like, I'm just going to try to defend the base. I'm not trying to be a dick, you know, and he tried to play it off like, Oh, I just had a disconnect. And I, I know that I'm level 10 now, and you guys are all level 18, so I'm just going to stay in the base and help defend it if the other team gets here, when he was the main reason why we were losing. So it's just like this scummy behavior. It's like it's it's like 
you know, when you put it laws out there or ways to catch bad people, they get savvier at manipulating the system, and that's exactly what's happening here. I it's will say, I, now I have seen thing. several where it's been um, harassment. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'll report, I'll report somebody for harassment pretty easily. There's, oh, yeah, me too. There is, a, there's, people say there's a fine line between you're trying to, you know, give them good advice on how to play the game and you're harassing a player. Definitely. And, I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, I'm much more likely to take the, take, you know, the negative comments on myself and not do anything about it, but I am much more likely to report somebody who is harassing another player on my team, especially if I feel like, one, if they're just unskilled. To me, I've never reported unskilled because, I mean, I've I've played with some guys that I play with pretty consistently that are great that I've also seen them play a very poor game. You know, especially a super aggressive player that for some reason just, you know, their timing is off for a certain game or you know, something just gets off to where that super aggressive nature throws them when they have a really poor game. I mean, really yeah. poor. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, you can tell when someone's playing if they're quote-unquote intentionally feeding or not. Yes, true. I mean, because, you know, if I went up against a team full of 1,200-win players, I'm going to look like I intentionally feed because they're going to stroll me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and that doesn't mean that I'm intentionally feeding. It just means they're that much better than I am. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's just like anything else. I'm glad that they have that mechanism in there. Um, I do think you're right that in the sense that I mean, ultimately, any system that is put in place can be abused. Um, but I, I I would say I think I'm I, I think I'm in agreement that I like it having it there as opposed to not. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I think we, uh, that was quite a discussion on tribunals. Yeah, so it was. We'll, I didn't expect that. It was, it was good, though. Let's, um. Great emails, Sean. Thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. thanks. Yes, please keep sending them in. And we will be right back and we will talk about patch number 120. This was a enormous patch. That had, ginormous. Oh, you know, when I first saw it come out, I really thought that it was like, oh, they really didn't change that much. And then I started reading each little piece, and it was like, oh, my word. I mean, there there must have been 60 champion tweaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I mean, it's, um, you know, nothing that I, you know, we've had, Patches here recently where we've had total redesigns on champions and things like that. We didn't get any of that, but I think overall the number of tweaks that they made was, this has may have been one of the largest patches they've done. You know what I chalk it up to is it's, it's a post competition patch. And mm-hmm. I think we always see this happen when there's been a big international national League of Legends competition, like back in December when there was one. And they're like, 
oh crap, these pro players are really exploiting the system by doing this, this, and this. And they, they see it so blatantly when they see these national competitions. And they're like, okay, we're going to nerf this, 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 this. And I think it's, it's almost, I can almost, I'm certain that's what it's a reaction to. I mean, overall, makes sense. I, I'm, uh, none of it was just like, are you kidding? Well, besides one. One I thought <laughs> was a bit much, but um, the rest of them, you know, Made sense. seemed pretty pretty reasonable. Several had very very small changes, you know, power ratio changes, things like that. So many that I didn't even feel like they were worth mentioning. But a couple that did come to mind was new uh, new got um, the consume, which is his um, skill where he can. Um, you know, basically he eats it, feeds he on somebody and gets yeah. and gets a big boost of health. And then also that has been the amount of health he gets is reduced at lower levels. It does sort of even back out to the same place it was on the original skill the at the higher tiers. And also, um, which I think is probably the much larger change is his ice blast which is his slow you know his range yeah. slow skill the slow time the time that you are slowed is less at the lower tiers of that skill right and that to me is is going to be vastly different because he is he had an incredible harass because he had such a long slow at a level one skill on that skill um I felt he was probably one of the strongest characters in lane because of that one skill, because he could really slow you down for that amount of, until you had some tenacity to be able to uh, to kind of break the, right. you know, his slows. I mean, to me that I'm going to be curious to see, you know, as a new new in several several times, you know, he once he gets going, he's unstoppable. Um, if you have a good player, I'm curious to see how how much this affects him. Um, the other one was, uh, Mal- Malthazar got two different, um, nerfs, one to Null Zone and one to Nether Grasp, and both of them have a reduction in the damage they do. And, um, you know, early on, I, I saw Malthazar as, as not a great tune, but the people that have been playing him lately have, he is a, a very strong character. I think he's one of those that, it just took people a while to figure out how to play him. Right. Um, I mean, I, I nowadays when I see him, I don't see bad Malthazars very often. I don't either. In fact, they've been getting annoying, so I'm glad to see this. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Jarvan, which is the 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 new uh, one of the newer champions that. Um, is a strong melee DPS character. He had the Dalmatian standard, which is, or Dalmatian standard. I like Dalmatian. I like Dalmatian better. Or Dalmatia. Um, <laughs> I, I read a lot on how this skill was changed. Basically, you know, it, he throws a standard into the ground. It's yep. a range. And then he can travel to that standard as a, as a movement buff. If he's skill shot. Um, yeah. Right. Um, what basically what they nerfed was the damage you take from the standard hitting you. Now it's movements the same, all of that's the same. And what I think they're doing is 
I think the original intention of this skill was not to be a damage dealing spell. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's an initiating skill. Right. It's a closing skill. Well, that's and, aura too. Yeah, and I, I kind of think that they it was basically this it was being it was doing too much damage on that on that initial push. And to me, that's where okay now that's that's a very nuanced change. Yeah, it is. I, I'm pretty impressed that. You know they're they're kind of tweaking in his character because he's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he's one of the strongest um, um, characters. I, I mean, if if he played well, I, he is he's pretty dominating. Yeah. Um, the last one that I wanted to talk about was Rumble, and I never really saw an issue with his flamethrower. That was his one skill. I didn't either. I s- um, to me, I mean, s- it's almost. He was. I've seen some really Ignorable. overpowered rumbles. I've seen rumbles totally dominate and kick butt. Actually. Well, and I, I've seen some good good rumbles as well, but never because of their flamethrower skill. Yeah, no, it's because their rocket ultimate. Either that, or they're they, you know, they get that the that movement skill that they have as a good chase skill and can mm. do things like that. Um, you know, I mean they. That one skill, the flame floor damage and power ratios, both getting reduced and the cooldown increased. I mean, that's a they nerfed that single skill pretty aggressively. Right. Um, I just I just never saw it. To me, it was one of his weaker skills, comparatively speaking to to the other stuff. There were several other small reductions here and there, but nothing I looked, you know, I looked through and I didn't see anything that looked to to be, you know. Even game worthy of, of of comment, but the two large ones that I one I thought was totally justified, and that's Vane. Oh yes, definitely. Pretty much every skill she had got. I, I had to list them out in detail just to kind of keep up with it. But I mean, for one, the fact that her ultimate quadrupled her speed rate. Yeah. Was pretty insane to begin with. So the fact that it just triples it now, I think is probably just fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, you know, her, the tumble bonus getting reduced, the condemned damage getting reduced, the attack damage from the ultimate getting reduced. I mean, and I would agree, you know, somebody that knew what they were doing with her, she was probably one of the, the most overpowered characters in the yeah, game. Yeah, she was. Uh, so I mean, I, to me, that felt well deserved. Yeah, I, I still too. think she needs some tweaking though, because she still dominated in some of the games that I played with her as. Well, I didn't in games that I played where there was someone on the enemy side playing with her. She was still dominating. It was so frustrating. If you were even remotely squishy, she would just boop roll in and boom, 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 and then you're dead. It was like Zen Zhao, easy, easy technique, and just like. Frick, I thought she was nerfed. She still, like, kicks butt. Have you guys well, noticed anything? Hmm. I've only played... I don't even know if I've played against her since the patch. Yeah, I didn't notice. I haven't, I haven't noticed either. Yeah. The other one, and this is the one I think I found somewhat unjustified, and I wonder how much of a difference this will make. Um, and that was the Evelyn. Now, I could probably understand at high elo, maybe they were, um, you know, maybe she's being played in a in a way that I don't see. <coughs> um, a lot of people, I, you know, I've read a few of the forum posts and people are commenting on the malice and spite, which is the her passive heal was 
pretty heavily reduced, and then her attack speed bonus was reduced pretty heavily. Um, to me, those are important, but the fact that her stun skill, when she comes out of stealth, that used to be a, a stun, is now just a slow. To me, that is, that's a huge change. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Well, for one, the, when I first read that, I thought, you, you know, there's, um, Yi has a, you can't slow him down, but you right. can stun him. That's why I'm, you know, um, I mean, I play Lux a lot and she has an actual stun that is a stop and you are not allowed to do anything. That will stop ye. Slow will not stop ye. And Evelyn, you know, she has to, has to do that as an initiator to be able to begin her other attacks to pull a gank. And the fact that it's now a slow versus a true stun, I'm, I'm wondering, I mean. I think it cripples her ability as an assassin. I mean, she's already, you know, she relies much, much more on the stealth mechanic than, uh, I mean, even Twitch does to a certain extent, um, Timo does some, you know, uh, Shaco does, but I believe that Shaco and Twitch both have other skills that sort of offset the actual stealth ability. You know, they're able to do, you know, you know, Twitch has the poison, so there's a piece there where he can, you know, be a damage over time. You know, Shaco ha- can kind of, kind of set up, you know, jungle ganks and things like that with his, with his turrets and things like that. Where Evelyn's, her one strength is, is the stealth and being able to come out of that and just, I mean, wham, catch you when you're not able to do anything about it. And I, I don't know, it just seemed like to me that 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 one change of going from a slow, now being a slow instead of a stun, I, I was really shocked that they uh, they put that in. Yeah, it's it seems it as a you know occasional Evelyn player, I I find it to be kind of just uh, I don't know too much. It's too heavy of a hand, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's just I mean too, it's the mallet and the spite uh, nerfs. Um, we're pretty aggressive, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not trying to belittle those in any way, but to me, her one viable play style is is vastly changed with that one skill change. Yeah, it's it combined. It's just kind of overpowering what they did to her. And we did have a few buffs. <laughs> I, I noted them only because there were a very few buffs. <laughs> um, the one that I found that was most interesting was Fiddlesticks. You know, they did a pretty big rework on him not too long ago, and especially to his drain. Now, granted, before the initial changeover and his rework, he was sort of a one-trick pony with the drain skill. Um, they have at least and and the Crow Storm. Uh, they have at least now changed those two skills a little bit, and I'm wondering if he's going to be a little more viable. I, I kind of like that they threw the the, dra- the range back up a mm-hmm. little higher than it was on the drain. Um, they didn't actually change, you know, what the skill itself does, but you know, increasing the range, I think that was pretty viable. 
and then they make Crowstorm more powerful, but not be uh, not last as long. And to me, I think that's, I mean, it's probably six one way, half a dozen the other, but I don't know. I think alt should be ultimate, and so the fact that it, it does more damage, but doesn't last as long. Right. I think that's probably a good trade-off. And n- neither of y'all play Fiddlesticks, do you? No. No. I mean, I've played against him quite a bit. Yeah, I've never yeah. played as him. I've never actually even tried him. He's he seems very difficult. I mean, he 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 seems very timing based. You have to be. Um, it kind of seems like Swain to me that you have to, you know, kind of. He's one of those. It would take a long time to learn to play him well. Yeah. Um, Hermdinger also got his costs on his turrets reduced, and by a pretty fair amount. I thought that was um. Uh, the fact that he now only has the two, I thought that was kind of notable so that, you know, because um, if somebody's aggressively attacking the turrets, at least that gives him the ability to, to keep spamming them, to keep them into play. Right. I think that makes him, his defense piece, much more viable than it was before. Um, you know, when when he had the three turrets, we saw him a lot. I rarely see Hermdinger now at all. Um, probably out of, you know, out of 30 or 40 games, I might see him once. Um, and where it used to be every, you know, every 10 games, you'd see one, if not two. So, um, I hope that I kind of like him as a character. I've played him a little bit. He's fun. Um, I'm hoping that that'll, uh, that'll, I'll be able to see him a little more. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the last one is, and I, I put this in because I thought this was, this was kind of funny is that, they uh, increase the damage of Gangplank's Cannon Barrage a little bit um, after his rework r- recently. And they, you know, the the recent rework with him was supposed to be a fairer buff. Yeah. But um, I just don't see it. I mean, he's... I don't either. I, mean, I think I, this is warranted. I, I mean, mean, I the, do... Uh, go ahead, sorry. I think anything to help him can be... It's a yeah. Good thing. I mean... It's so rare you see a decent one. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I think it's fine. I, that ultimate should be should be what it is. Now, again, it should be, you know, something that when it pops up, it can actually kill you, as opposed to something you can just shrug off, which is what it had become. Well, and I did like that they reduced its radius in his rework. Yeah. So that it became less of a. It, you, you had to you have a little more skill in where it was positioned, right? As opposed to just oh, let me throw it to the left side of the map, and you're gonna have a pretty good chance of hitting people, right? right. Um, but I do think, yeah, that it should be. I mean, it's cannonballs falling from the sky. It should hurt. It should be bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other item that was fairly notable was the uh, the amount of item adjustments that we had in this patch. And I think I'm with you. I think this is probably from the, uh, you know, the the competition side of League of Legends, kind of some of that data coming in and being able mm-hmm. to be yeah. analyzed. Um, did any of those kind of jump out at you? I I actually don't use most of these items, so not too much. I was really interested in how a lot of them have marks, 
which I, I'm guessing that's a visual thing in the UI in the game that you can now see marks for one thing or another. But I didn't really notice anything related to items when I was playing since the patch, though, in spite well, of these updates. Yeah, the one thing I noticed is I'd seen a, several people spam Philosopher's Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this reduction will... Well, for one, for one, they I don't think they were spamming it for the gold. I think they were spamming it for the health re, health and mana regen. But the last one, the notable item was the gold per ten component is now unique, meaning it can, because there have been several several builds I've seen in different places where you stack lucky picks or you stack hearts of gold or you stack philosopher's stones to get the gold every 10 second component to kind of boost a heavy gold build. And those all have to be changed. Now what this is of course saying is that now you could still have a philosopher's stone and a heart of gold and both of their gold components will work. It's, you just can't stack multiples of the same item and it get the same, you know, only one item of that type will give you the, the bonus. Which I think is interesting. I think I like that much better than it is you can have one gold producing item, period. I kind of like it better where it only affects it if you have multiples of the same item. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing that I thought was um, interesting, because I, ne- I don't really use it very much, um, but I've always wanted to make it kind of viable. You know, pretty much everybody uses um, Banshee's Veil. As you know, for magic protection. Well, you know, Quicksilver Sash is really just a cheaper version of that, and the fact that its its cooldown was decreased, I'm wondering if that may be an option where I don't want to spend the money to to kind of get into the you know to go completely to a Banshee's Veil. If if a Quicksilver Sash, the fact that it recharges 15 seconds faster now. I'm, I mean, I'm at least interested in seeing if it'll fit in a couple of my builds that I, it didn't before. The rest of them, eh, you know, I don't think I, I do that much of them. I've, I still don't understand spell vamp very much, so I don't use it very often. So, the other piece was that they reduce the kill streaks, the bonus gold you get for um, ending kill streaks or having long kill streaks and. It's a dramatic uh, reduction. It really is, and I'm wondering. I mean, I'm wondering if they're trying to combat the steamroller effect, where you get where you know the you know the fed power. Because I mean, once you you know you the gold awards for kills on a target that's on a three kill streak, or it should be. Um, should give comparable amounts or even more gold than before. So basically, it sounds like you'll get more gold for killing a champion, but not as much gold for killing somebody that's killed long kill streaks. I'm wondering if they're, I'm, I'm getting wondered if, if they're making it to where all of a sudden, if you get on this four kill streak, you start becoming untouchable because you've, I, I'm just wondering if this is like the beginning of something more. In that change, I think it's lame. If somebody's on like a four or five kill streak, that you now get half as much gold for killing them, the the person with the long kill streak. 
it's just like, why? It's like, I think that's as much gold as you get from killing dragon, which is comparatively not nearly, doesn't usually require as much skill as killing a player who's really skillful at rolling all over your team. And then that, I, I do think it's kind of cool that if someone's died a lot of times, you get a lot less gold for just stomping on them over and over and over because they're a new player. So it's like, target them, target them. You won't get, you only get like a fourth as much gold in that case. That makes sense. But the reward for killing someone who's killed your team over and over and over seems like it shouldn't have been messed with. Well, I'm wondering if it's just the maximum gold. Because, I mean, have you ever killed somebody who got a thousand? I mean, how, what, what do well, you know? Well, no, I think the highest I've gotten is like 740. Yeah, that's, I mean, so I'm like, you know, I'd be happy with the 500. I'm like, how many, what's your kill streak gotta be to get a thousand gold for killing you? I don't know, I've never seen that. It's true. Um, but I, so I'm, I'm much more enthusiastic about the minimum gold just because I don't, I don't know how many people are actually playing that as a mechanic going, I can spam gold to kill this person. Much more I've seen people go, I want my kill ratio to be better regardless of the gold. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much that'll affect play, but I, I, I'm wondering if these are baby steps to sort of combat the steamroller effects in somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to hope that that may be what they're trying to do, but who knows. Well, the last piece in this patch was the actual new champion, which is Yorick. Um, interesting new character. I've, uh, I've seen three or four games with him and, um, probably arguably the, the only true pet champion that we have now. I mean, yes, we have a, have a few champions that can, can summon, you know, their own personalized minions, Annie's bear and Malthazar's little Whatever the hell the little scorpion creature thing he does is. The Voidling. Oh, is that what he is? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Yorick's pretty much his whole build is based on summoning ghouls and different kinds of ghouls that do different things. And he sounds extremely fascinating. And also sounds like I will never play him <laughs> <laughs> because of that. Yeah, I mean, he, he and the, the the few players I've seen him, my understanding is he's supposed to be somewhat of a tank, or people seem to think he's supposed to be a tank, but, I mean, it, it's, he seems so conditional based on his, on his minions that he summons that he just looks extremely difficult to me. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of backlash. In fact, I think that during the last month, Riot has been dealing with a lot more player hatred than before, at least if you use the forums as an indicator, because usually it's been really rare that an announcement posts in the forums, which is usually used to say, when champions go on sale, when skins go on sale, champion spotlight, uh, champion lore, all that stuff, that always goes in the announcement section. So the announcement section of the League of Legends forums can only be posted. Threads can only be started there by Riot employees. And like four, maybe, of the last announcements in the last few weeks have been closed because players have been getting really bitchy and really hateful. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say almost... I actually wouldn't say they're 
they're more than normal, but it's really weird that Riot is just now like, screw this, close thread, close the thread after mm-hmm. like half an hour. And York was a big, one of the really big examples of this because, um, people have been incredibly disappointed with the hero because everybody's been waiting and waiting, and waiting for a pet class. I mean, there's been one in Dota for a long, long time. And this guy apparently sucks. He doesn't put out a lot of damage. He's really squishy. And the champion spotlight that Freak put out, a lot of people were quick to notice. They're like, you keep saying that you're doing tons of damage, but in all the cases where you say, gosh, I do a ton of damage when I do this, it's a tower doing it. Or it's the other uh, the other players doing mm, it. Mm-hmm. And they even cited examples they're like, you were doing a one-on-one. He's like, yeah, you were fighting Jarvan in this case, or you are fighting this champion. And then they just stopped even fighting you and they ran towards you and that's how you actually killed them not because you were doing anything it's like how do i get york to do that and they just they felt like freak put together kind of a sham video and mm-hmm. they start critiquing him saying like he wasn't really into this because he knows that the champion sucks too and all these people are like i don't want this crap champion why are you releasing crap champions and it's just been like an avalanche of negativity from the game players within the forums and riots responding by just closing the threads and not even resp- it's like in some cases well, they respond, but it's just like, this has been a, a really bad tidal wave of negative. I've, um, he seems like to me, he's one of these where if you set up a custom game against you playing against an AI team, you could really do some interesting things with this guy because your opposing champions aren't aggressive. They're not going to try to combat your specific style. They're playing, you know, the very AI basic, you know, really fun to go through a practice game and see the little interesting things he can do. The fact of the matter is his his whole play style is a house of cards based off these very fragile items, mm-hmm. you know, summoning these ghouls. Um, he doesn't have a way of even healing them. I mean, he has a way of his ultimate, he can summon a, rev, a revelant that if the ally dies, the revelant will go come back to, to bring back the character. Which, even that, I mean, you know, the way it's, I mean, that's your ultimate? I mean. I've really appreciated that though when it's been cast to me because I've definitely gotten revenge and killed people when I've been temporarily reanimated as a revenant. From York. Yeah, but it just seems like that. I mean, it's it's such a. I mean, it, it's so situational. I mean, even you know, at least um, I don't know. It, it just seems like to me that it, it the the bonus, the ultimate for um, oh Zeline is. Is just much more. There's not as many steps to get it done, and it seems like every skill he has has those. That he, you know, he doesn't have. I mean, Hermdinger has a way of, you know, his ultimate protects his quote unquote minions and protects his constructs. I mean, Yorick really has no way of doing that at all. I mean, a. Di- a damage over time AOE would eat through Yorick. Because his ghouls are not going to have any of the protections he would have. 
So you can do, throw Brand in his area, his area spell, you know, Lux and hers, uh, Naeus, Morgana. I mean, there's plenty that have these area effect damage over times that would just, I mean, just burn through him because his whole build is based off these, these minions. Well, that's it. I'm going to play him now. You sold me. <laughs> He's a diamond I mean, it, in the I rough. Just, I mean, it's so easy for. I mean, I just see so many holes in the. It, it's almost like somebody came up with the idea and then played some practice of games against some AI and said, "Oh yeah, this will be fun." And it's just like it. it, it he just doesn't stand up to aggressive play. Right. I mean, there's so many ways of. I mean. It's like he doesn't have anything once you break through those, his constructs. He doesn't have a way of getting... I mean, none of his skills do anything. Yeah. I mean, he has a skill that, okay, it does bonus damage and stuns and summons a ghoul on the attack. Right. Yeah, it's I like, don't know. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, if he doesn't have any ghouls in play, he's useless. Or so the description says. I don't know. I've played a few games where the Yorick player has just bitched about his champion nonstop. So, I don't know. I won't know till I try him, but, uh, yeah. Seems like maybe a buff is due for him. Yeah, or some type of... Um, one of his skills need to be, you know... Some type of aura or mm-hmm. something that can... I, I'm wondering if his if, if his ultimate needs to change. Yeah, maybe. Where it becomes sort of a, a maintenance skill for his ghouls. You know. Right. <laughs> I don't know something. Right. It, it just seems. I mean, I I've, I mean, like I say, I played probably four or five games with him, and I have yet to see him. I've seen one guy that. That didn't die a lot, but was very, very passive during the game. Um, and never had more than, at most, I believe, three ghouls up of different types. I, I wasn't able to pay attention to that, but I mean, I never saw more than three ghouls active at any one time. Right. Well, hmm. I'd like to hear what listeners think of Yorick. Has, have any of you purchased this champion and have some stories from the fields of justice that you'd like to share or you have you had york on your team or on the opponent's team and have a strong opinion based on that send it into mail m-a-i-l at channelmaster.com and we will be back with our champion homework for the next two weeks
talk about the, our champion homework where we uh, we swapped each other's mains and I believe Mark you had you had my primary guy that I play with Malphite so what did you think um I actually didn't mind him at all I just he just isn't my style but um it, if, after playing Kale and all those others that I've had <laughs> just really bad experiences with he was he was fairly decent and I didn't I didn't really feel he was awkward or, you know, crazy to control or anything like that. So um you know, I, I, I just didn't get a lot of games in with him because I think I think we're all in agreement that we need a little break from um playing, you know from the homework assignments and we wanna get back into the groove with our main characters or champions or whatever. So I kind of had that feeling going, but you can only beat yourself down so many weeks. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of tough, and then people are like, you know, noob, you know, you're like, yes, yes, I am. Yes, yes, (laughs) it is the second time I've ever played him, and they're like, no, sir, and you're like, well, you said I was a noob, so yeah. (laughs) Are you saying I suck, or are you saying I'm a noob? But uh, but anyway, yeah, I I did I did appreciate the build you gave me. I used that pretty much exclusively with little variation, and that helped a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm glad to be switching back to my beloved Sona or and or Tristana. So <laughs> I do tell you, the one thing I found with him is really you got like one cycle through his um, abilities through his abilities, and then you, I mean. That's it. You you're you got a pretty big window until you can do something again. I mean it's yeah. you know, even even his fast skill, I mean it's like a twelve second recharge or something. I mean it's a while. So I have found a lot of times where especially like in game is, you know, okay, I do everything I can and then I okay, I'm I'm I'll absorb, absorb, absorb until things reheal, you know. Oh right. I I've I still, did you find him as tanky as people think he is? Because I never have. No, I he's when other people play him, he seems so damn tanky, and when I play him, he seems not quite squishy, but you know, definitely not what I perceived him to well, be. Yeah, because he well, he because he doesn't have a way of regenerating health. Right. So I mean, I mean, unless you're like a most true tanks have a have a health mechanic of some kind. Right. Yeah, I've I'm I'm the same way. I've I've I found him, you know, as a I try to play him almost like a very strong you know a magic user that can take damage more than <laughs> more right. than uh more than a true tank. Well, um, I'm glad at least my my build helped you some. Oh, absolutely! It's a great build. I I would have hated to have had to have uh, come up with that, you know, on my own. <laughs> so, <laughs> from that point of view, it's it was very helpful. Well, Noah, you actually played Tristana, which is Mark's, I guess, his old school main because he's kind of played around with others here lately. But I think that was what your Mark wasn't that like your first. Yeah, my first Champion. love. Yep, and I've been playing her again a lot. So, so what do you think, Noah? I have a history with ranged characters. For a while, I played Misfortune. I, th- I still think Misfortune's pretty fun and cool to play as. And of course, I play Kogma a lot now. So, I felt that playing as Tristana, especially seeing 
Mark plays her so many times and do a good job would be well, a pretty they, natural transition for me, but I I didn't have an enjoyable time for the most part, and I feel like it was kind of like my original Pantheon experience where it's a champion that I could see the strengths within that champion, but it would take me lots and lots of games before I could really get the hang of the champion. Mm. And even when I would start a game saying, hey, I'm still learning this character, people would get so mad at me, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not used to using an ability, which would be her rocket jump, to escape or to get somewhere quickly. And eventually I just started to rely on it as an escape mechanism, so I wasn't thinking of it as, oh, as, an as an assault. As an initiator. Yeah. 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 And the other problem that I had was, I'm glad it works for you, Mark, but the build sucked. That oh. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I'm just like, she's too slow. She's, she's running out of mana. There's just like all sorts of things. It's just like, this is not working for me. So after, I think I did three or four games with that build. I'm like, I give up because <laughs> I was getting so tired of people being mad at me. And, and granted, I was also going through the learning curve of the character as well, but I went on to good old Mobifier. Oh, where yeah. I got some other builds before because I, unlike Scott, I am not a great item and build scientist. And I looked at a couple of the most popular Tristana builds and switched to that, switched my masteries around and stuff like that for that. And it worked a lot better for hmm. me. And I, I followed some of the guide in terms of how to play the character and stuff. And I started to, I noticed an immediate improvement. So it, it's probably just because Mark has a, a different play style than I do. And with, with certain types of items and abilities, it'll complement one playstyle versus another. And I think the build that I ended up using later on helped me to succeed a little bit better. But, and, but again, it's like, I feel like, wow, I can definitely see why Mark likes her. Cause when you get into the late game with her, she's really powerful. She shoots really fast. She's really strong, but I died so many times with her. I'm just like, Oh, this isn't the way that this is the way it works for Mark. So just like, I don't know what my problem right. is. I feel like if I played her a lot, lot more. I could get to be good with her, but she just wasn't a, an immediate like click like some of my other ranged characters have been. Right. Well, I think I do have, I have a way of playing her that is, I mean, she's been the one I've played for so long that the way I play her is probably different than anyone else. So the way I play her, she can be slow in the beginning because I don't ever get myself in danger at first. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just one of those things where it's just really it's really custom to my play style. So yeah, and I realized thanks to one of the Wolf Brothers, <laughs> I I'm like I'm gonna play with Cogma with you because I know I'm gonna just be a detriment playing as Tristana. And I was playing with him, and I and I'm really confident with Cogma. He's like, you're really an aggressive player. <laughs> like, oh, standing back by the tower and I kept hitting him with my little slow slime ball and everything I'm like they're not doing anything they can't get me <laughs> right and, and, I, and I think that's well, what, what I think we've found I mean I think all of us have kind of one of the things we ran into is I, I know I'm this way with Malphite I mean that's probably my 60th revision of how I play Malphite I mean I've got it you know if opposing team has A, A, B, C, I'm going to build in this order. If they have D, E, F, I'm going to build this. And if they're, go- I mean, you get to that point where you know that champion 
to such a level where, well, kind of like with me with Sivir. When I, remember when you first started playing Sivir, I was like, man, I play her super aggressive, and I do this and this and this, and you, you know, and it didn't ever work for you. And it was because you have to get so comfortable with the ranges, and it oh, becomes yeah. a feel thing. Because um, I, I mean, when I played Cogmaw, I mean, literally, all right. After the last time we recorded, we played that one game and we won. Now we it was the very first time we were all playing each other's champions, yeah. <laughs> and we won. And I didn't do terrible, but I didn't do great. Besides my fourth game where I killed a champion after they killed me because I blew up next to him, that was the only other death I caused in oh, any game. Wow. That includes assists. <laughs> That's surprising because he's got that awesome mortar ability that you can yeah. tag people. As five five games. <laughs> I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I mean, Isn't no assists, so no kills, nothing. I just I couldn't do it anymore. I had to I had to stop playing. I just I just took a break for the last three days. I was like, I can't it's do so it. Funny game. Over. Oh, I saw. I really did see. You know, right after you get that second speed item. He really starts to click, damage wise. Mm-hmm. But he's so squishy, and he if if you get it's Cogmaw is pure positioning, right? That's if they, sure. I mean, even worse than Sivir. At least Sivir, her main has a speed boost, and she has a spell shield to kind of get her out of traps and things like that. Like you know the, um, like Vigor's little spell prison and things like that. I mean, you can throw the spell shield and run right through it. Um, you know, so she has some escape abilities. Cogmaw doesn't have, I mean, if he, if his spit doesn't slow him down, he's screwed. Yeah. He is screwed. And he's not the fastest champion in he's the world. Slow. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, oh sure. my word. I mean, there were so many times I just got chased down. It was just like, oh. Yeah. I, I, I'm more impressed with how well you play him after. After playing him those three three or four games, I was just like, uh, okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't <laughs> well, thank you. It's funny that that's kind of the reaction that we all had. It's it's like we've gravitated to certain champions ultimately out of the 70 plus that there are, and we love the game because of the experience those champions provide. But when we actually try the same game with our friends' favorites, it's like, oh, this game sucks again. <laughs> right. This is not fun. Yeah. I mean, it's unusual in the sense that, I mean, really, out of the three of us, I mean, Noah, you and I both like Sivir. Yeah. And that's really the only champion that any of us have in common that what I would consider is a somebody we play on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I really like Sona, but I haven't played her nearly as much as Mark has. Yeah, I do. She's an awesome Sona. character, though. I can see why he likes her. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we would, we'd love to have our first, um, listener mail. So if anybody is interested in giving us any feedback, we'd love to hear from you at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. And we'll be back in a second with a epic discussion on this big, huge patch number 120. So we'll be right back. And we're back for our final segment of this now epic 
Legends podcast. <laughs> so much uh, for coming. Um, short. <laughs> yes, this will be very fast. And the, um, we, we have all discussed this and have agreed after weeks and weeks of putting ourselves through punishment of, yes, expanding our knowledge of the game and, uh, you know, branching into new directions. We have, uh, we need a little, we need a little reprieve. So, um, we have decided to, uh, to go back and play our mains for a while. So I think I'll start this off. I'm going back and I'm going to concentrate on playing Malphite again. Um, the one little wrinkle that I think I'm going to throw in there is um, he has his his W skill is an attack speed increase, um, and uh, and the skill's passive does splash damage. Well, one of the items that I've always thought might be an interesting fit into his build, but I've never been able to test it, is the Tiamat, which does splash damage based on his you know standard attack. And I'm just wondering if I can somehow work that in and, and, and kind of get a little more farming ability out of him. How does that affect the amount of gold I can have, things like that. Um, I probably will end up putting it in in replacement of my uh, my frozen mallet. So I may not be able to you know, slow as many. I may have to rely much more on my shard to as a, as a catch skill than I have in the past. But... Um, it's at least a little wrinkle that I want to throw in there to kind of play around with just to keep it interesting for myself. But ultimately, I just want to go back and play my, my my old rock guy so I can get back to enjoying the game more. Mark, um, are you going to stick with Sona or are you going to go back to Tristana or both? or Probably a combination of the two, um, but definitely going to try and stick with both and get really good, so... We'll see what happens. Noah, are you going to go all the way back to Garen days? Or are you gonna... <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Well, the thing is, is last week or last episode, I I was trying to, I was having hard times choosing between. Well, I, I guess the last time that I had to do a homework assignment, which I guess what was that? Man, I can't remember. Tristana last week. Well, no, not it was before Tristana. Oh. <laughs> Whatever it was before that. It was either going to be whoever that person was, which maybe it was Evelyn, I don't know, or Jarvan. And so I was ready to say this week, I'm like, I'm going to play Jarvan again because I have a little bit of experience with him and I want to get better at him because when I see him in games, he's he's pretty cool in spite of his recent nerf. So it's either going to be Garen or Jarvan. I don't know. Kogma. Who do, I don't know. It's just going to be stuff that I'm familiar with. And if I'm going to expand my horizons, it's going to be Jarvan. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Wacky. Well, we will be back in a couple weeks, and we will have, you know, I'm sure long dissertations on our main loves in this game because we will have two weeks where we have uh, delved back in into the characters that have kept us in this thing for a couple years now. So, listeners, we hope to see you in a couple weeks, and we appreciate your listening. Have yeah. a good night. Yeah.